the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So yesterday, uh, James Comer, House Oversight Director, got to read the uh, super secret paper alleging Joe Biden took a bribe when he was Barack Obama's vice president. And this was a paper that the allegation was made by a trusted, uh, as they say, confidential human source. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how many labels the government can put on people? By an informant, a confidential human source. And this is a guy that the FBI has used before, and they found him credible. But he's not credible on this, of course. No. And the document, which is not classified, by the way, constitutionally there is no justification for FBI Director Christopher Wray not turning this document over to House Oversight. After all, can you guess what the job of House Oversight is? Uh, It's a trick question. Yes, it is oversight. It is to make sure that nothing funny is going on, that there are no political favors being done. Oh, well, I would keep you busy if you're checking into what the FBI and DOJ are doing. So they got a report that this paper exists. And, oh, by the way, Joe Biden, when he was vice president, he got $5 million to help along a legislative decision that advantaged this country. And Christopher Ray said, well, yeah, I know I got a subpoena, but I'm not going to... Comply with that subpoena. And what is your legal justification for that? Christopher Racing is how you're head of the FBI. We would presume that being legally justified would matter to you. And Christopher Ray was like, I eh, just uh, don't feel like it. Hmm. Well, I mean, we know how Democrats prioritize feelings. Hopefully Christopher Ray won't start feeling he's a woman or he might be Christine Ray tomorrow. Which case would make him the first female director of the FBI. Like Rachel Levine. But I digress. So Comer got a look at the paper yesterday, and I know. You were expecting Comer to go, oh, we are calling off our investigation. There's nothing to see. Joe Biden is totally innocent. Ah, no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry about it, Democrats. That is not what James Comer said. What I find most interesting is that yesterday at the White House press room, remember I played you the question to John Kirby a couple of days ago from some unidentified reporter asking about, hey, how do you respond to the fact that 53% of Americans in a recent poll say they think Joe Biden is corrupt? And Kirby like hung his head like his favorite team just got, oh, I don't know, whacked in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, and he just hung his head and waited for the person to finish. And Okay, stop, stop restating the facts of the poll that say Joe Biden is corrupt and just let me dismiss this. And then the guy got done talking, asking his question, and Kirby waited for dramatic pause, and he just shook his head like, I can't believe you asked me that. I can't believe The president has spoken to this, which never mind, he really hasn't. But yesterday at the White House, Diana Golbova 
of the Daily Caller got the microphone because they're sure not going to let that same dude from the other day who asked about the 53% of the people who think he's corrupt. That guy's never getting the microphone again. But Diana Globova of the Daily Caller got the microphone yesterday, and here's what she asked John Kirby. So on May 10th, they issued a report showing that the Biden family allegedly funneled $10 million into their bank accounts while Joe Biden was vice president. Members of the committee have said there may be several national security concerns at hand here with their alleged ties to the foreign countries. Um, Admiral, have you read the report yourself, and do you personally think that there are any national security concerns here? No, and no. Have you read the report yourself, and do you think there could be any national security concerns here? No and no. Wouldn't you have to read the report to know whether there are national security concerns there? I mean, can you say without, as my old pal Jeff Rimmer used to say, without fear of contradiction? Can you say that there are no national security concerns in a report you haven't read, which had you read it, might have caused you to say, hmm, that seems a bit concerning from a national security perspective. <laughs> you got to see Kirby on video when the question is asked. The qu- you know, next. And Diana Globova, Daily Caller, gets the microphone. She starts to, Kirby's looking very intently at her because, you know, make eye contact, body language, very important. You want the person who's asking the question to think that you think they are important. You're paying very close attention. Hanging on their every word. And then Diana Globova starts talking about $10 million being funneled. And John Kirby's head goes down. Almost like Joe Frazier in the uh, George Foreman fight. Here's a down goes Frazier. Down goes Kirby's head. Oh, no. More questions about Biden corruption. Oh, man. I'm going to have to act like this is just paining me to hear it, and maybe they'll stop asking. You know that's why. He's being overly theatrical with the body language. Oh, I'm going to hang my head, and hopefully everybody else here in this room will see how thoroughly disgusted I am by the mere suggestion that the President of the United States, who, by the way, has a curiously large number of multi-million dollar beach houses for somebody who never made more than $300,000 on a government salary and as far as we know was not moonlighting as a Pizza Hut delivery driver. I'm going to have to hang my head to convey my utter disdain over questions daring to be asked about how Joe Biden got so stinking rich. And so then I'm going to say, no, I haven't read the report, and no, I'm not concerned about national security. Okay, John Kirby. Now, thankfully, not every person in government is as corrupt as John Kirby. We have, here in Ohio, an attorney general named Dave Yost. I don't know if Dave Yost is going to run for governor. I don't know if Dave Yost is going to run for senator. But right now, while he's Ohio attorney general, Dave Yost is asked to weigh in on matters of legal import to the state of Ohio, and he recently responded to an inquiry from the Greene County prosecutor who wanted clarification about whether under Ohio law, 
public restrooms could deny entry to fake women. I don't think there's a big demand, which is this is one of the weird, can you explain that? Things about so-called rampant, widespread gender dysphoria is that it's only the dudes contending they are women, not the women who are contending they are dudes who want to go into the opposite sex bathroom. Isn't that funny, right? No women appear to be like trying to get into men's restrooms, but boy, there's sure a whole lot of, I'll say it, ugly, weird, scary-looking dudes in dresses and wigs trying to get into women's spaces. And so the Greene County prosecutor asked Dave Yost for a legal opinion on it. And Dave Yost wrote a letter saying that Ohio law does not allow people who want to use a certain restroom because they feel it applies to them that that is not something that Ohio law makes allowance for. This is my favorite part of the letter. In this context, as in so many other legal contexts, the law does not protect subjective preferences. That is right. It does not. You are a male. You are not assigned that at birth. You are Male because you are born male, with male genitalia. You are female because you are born female, with female genitalia. And no matter how you feel about it or come to feel about it, changes your reality. I even have to police myself from this point forward. I'm inspired by the show-ending audio I played yesterday from Megyn Kelly. I even have to... Discipline myself not to say biological male or biological female because there is no other kind of male or female. It is self-evident. It's the only way you can be male or female is to be biologically so. I have said before, and unfortunately I continue to say, that I am ashamed of the profession that I chose to join uh, back in the 1980s. I wish I had gone into engineering. I wish I had gone into anything besides journalism, because journalism is a joke. Journalism is uh, not what it was supposed to be. It's not what our country needs it to be, which is an adversarial overseer of people in power. It has become... It's a cheerleading profession now. Most people who have prominent positions in media are cheerleaders. They're cheerleaders for the Democratic Party. The Columbus Dispatch has never been a great newspaper. They've had some very talented people work there, but they've never been a great newspaper. Uh, But now they are (laughs) about 10% of what they used to be. And... This is not a new thing that I noticed. I don't know why. It just jumped out at me today, and I thought, well, I ought to let people know because I want you all to know, you know, the the behind-the-scenes stuff that I take as obvious. You may not realize it's obvious. So I call up the dispatch today as I do every day, and there's a list of stories on there. And one of the stories in the center of the page, the headline is this. 
Trust, innovation, and speed are natural allies at Pfizer. Wow. Seems to me like Pfizer's been taking it in the shorts here since its COVID vaccine. Uh, Well, let's just say it's played to mixed reviews, shall we? And then here's the subhead. Pfizer has been committed to doing what's right for patients for more than 170 years. Now, are you expecting me to tell you that this was written by uh, one of the uh, dispatches, left-wing cheerleaders, Anna Staver, Bethany Bruner, Haley B. Miller, Eric Legata? They're all on Team Lefty. No. And at least in this case, I will laud the dispatch for its transparency. Now, this story is written by Samil Kavuntis for Pfizer, is what it says. Again, I know this. I know advertisers write stories on the Dispatch website all the time, and they're clearly labeled. But it's just funny to me that a newspaper, a newspaper, will, amid other stories, and I get it, Pfizer pays them, hey, we're going to write this propaganda piece about how our vaccines are awesome, and we got new medicines coming, and they're so good for you. Take the vaccine. In fact, take two. Take a booster. Take a second booster. We would like to pay you what... To run this on your website would be how many tens of thousands of dollars? What if we ran it instead of as an ad, we ran it as a news story? Hmm. What if we ran it as a news story buried among other news stories? I would imagine that costs a little bit more. So just know that it's all a lie, but then everything on their site is pretty much a lie. Uh, Now, What is not a lie is that when you have people who are lying about you, the best thing you can do is go and confront them to their face. Because, A, I noticed that they don't lie nearly as vociferously about you when you were sitting right there beside them, staring them in the face. And people who have an awful lot to say about you don't seem to have nearly as much to say about you when you show up and force them to say it in front of you. Case in point. Guess who was on The View yesterday? Yes, Republican presidential candidate and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Say, what's a conservative doing on The View? Well, Tim Scott was on The View because another person who's on The View, Joy Behar, said this about Tim Scott very recently. He's one of these guys who, you know, he's like Clarence Thomas, black Republican who believes in pulling yourself by your bootstraps, rather than, to me, understanding the systemic racism that African-Americans face in this country and other minorities. He doesn't get it. Neither does uh, Clarence. Right. And that's why they're Republicans. Uh, Don't you love it when the rich white woman tells the black guy who grew up in a single parent home in poverty what systemic racism is. (laughs) So how did Joy Behar respond yesterday when Tim Scott came on The View? Well, Joy Behar didn't respond because while Tim Scott was there, Joy Behar was not there. Oh, interesting. I'm sure she had some previous commitment. Of course she did. But here's Tim Scott with the inaptly named Sonny Hostin. You have indicated that you don't believe in systemic racism. What is your definition of systemic racism? Let me ask, answer the uh, 
question that you've answered asked does it ex- or does it even exist yeah. in your mind let me, let me uh, answer the question this way one of the things that i think about and one of the reasons why i'm on the show is because of the comments that were made frankly on this show that the only way for a young african-american kid to be successful in this country is to be the exception and not the rule that is a dangerous offensive disgusting message to send to our young people today that the only way to succeed is by being oh i got the spinning top i got the spinning internet that's weird. That never happened. The exception. I will tell you that if my life is the exception, uh, I can't imagine. But, but I can't it ima- is. But it's not, actually. Here's, here's, it's been here's 114 my- years. Yes. Okay, so you see how she's going to do this? So Tim Scott, sitting right there in front of her, kid who grew up in poverty, single-parent home apartment, has ascended to the role of U.S. Senator. Now, I mean, he's one of 100, so he is the exception, I guess, because, I mean... Out there among humanity, the ratio of people who are or have been senators is pretty small. So by definition, he is the exception. But she's making the point, and Bihar is making the point, that that's impossible in the United States of America. That it does not happen because systemic racism keeps it from happening. And Tim Scott is there to say, that's a dangerous, racist assertion to make. That the only way that somebody can become a senator, the only way somebody can become a presidential candidate is when they are the exception. And he uses himself as exhibit A for why they're wrong. And she goes, well, hmm, but you're an exception. And then he's going to talk about other people. He's going to talk about Barack Obama. And he's going to talk about Kamala Harris. And he's going to talk about Loretta Lynch. And he's going to talk about Eric Holder. And he's going to talk about Ben Carson. And he's going to go on and talk about other black Americans who have achieved at the highest levels of their profession And every single time she's going to say, eh, exception, eh, exception, eh, exception. Well, by definition in a U.S. population where what's the percentage of African-Americans that are part of the U.S. population? Are they 20%? I don't think so. Are they 15%? Probably somewhere around there. Let's say they're 20%. Let's say they're 25%. By definition, they are an exception to the majority. The fact that it is no longer unusual for a black person to do anything, achieve anything, become anything in our country shows how wrong, not flawed, wrong the statements are from a black woman, Sonny Hostin, who sits in a position of great influence if America was a country of systemic racism. Why is she on that show? Is it because her takes are so brilliant? Why is her son able to go to Harvard? Why does she live in a multi-million dollar mansion? Because she's the exception? Or because she grew up or at least had access to a system where the American dream can still come true? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.